This is Generation Justice, a multiracial project that trains youth to harness the power of community through media, narrative, and critical consciousness. I'm Ariana Cordova. We want to remind you that this program broadcasts from the rightful lands of the Tiwa people. Tonight's program celebrates National Hispanic Heritage Month. Let's honor and enjoy the connection, love, and growth brought about by those of us who are Hispanic, Latino, Chicano, and our family, friends, community organization leaders, and more. We hear from Rosa Isela Cervantes, the incredible executive director at El Centro de la Raza, about the resources they offer and what this month means to her. And speaking about resources at UNM, we hear from the Center for Teaching and Learning's Erin Haney, the executive director, and Stephanie Sanchez, the director of student learning assistance, who share about their important resources. Also tonight, we will share community events and our weekly vaccine equity segment with you all. Let's get this celebration started with La Vida es un Carnaval by the Afro-Latina legend, Celia Cruz. Have you heard about the resources at El Centro de la Raza? Rosa Isela Cervantes is the director at and special advisor to the University of New Mexico's president on Latino affairs. With the focus on the integration of education and culture, El Centro is a space for Latino students to get support, resources, and opportunities, all while cultivating a community. Here is our interviewer, Barbara Ramirez. This is Barbara Ramirez with Generation Justice, and I'm speaking with Rosa Isela Cervantes, director at El Centro de la Raza and special advisor to the president on Latino affairs. Rosa, welcome to Generation Justice. Thank you so much. It's great being here. Please tell us more about yourself. Um, well, I was born and raised here in um, New Mexico. I actually also had the opportunity to live in Mexico City uh, with my parents, for about five, six years. So I started my elementary school in Mexico and came back to the United States as a monolingual Spanish speaker and had to learn English all over again, right? And so um, New Mexico is my home. This is where I want to invest my time. This is where we spend a lot of our time. And as director of El Centro, it's really about seeing students get to that next level, whatever that is for them, and making sure that we're here to support them. So a little bit about me. Thank you so much, Rosa, for saying yes to this interview and, and for telling us more about yourself. Tell us about the mission of El Centro de la Raza and a little bit about the history as well. Sure. So El Centro was founded for students and by students um, in the late 60s, so uh, 1969 to be exact. We're in our 50, what is this, 54th academic year. Uh, we started originally as part of Chicano and Chicana Studies, um, as we now know it as a department, and transitioned in the 90s, I would say 80s, actually 80s, um, 90s to Hispanic Student Services. And then in 1995, we as students came together. I was an undergrad at the time. We came together and petitioned to change the name to El Centro de la Raza. And the reason we changed it is we, we really wanted to encompass all raza, Latinos, um, folks who identify as Chicano, Latino, Hispanic, you know, all, the, all of the different titles and, and um, any which way that a student considered who they are, New Mexican, et cetera that it really allowed for space for them to not have a specific label on the center that they could then come here. Because we always called it El Centro anyways. Oh, I'll meet you at El Centro. I'll meet you at the center or wherever. And so we realized that that was the name that made sense. And Raza, because for us, it's not about the literal translation of race, but rather it's about community, right? For So for many of us, the term Raza is like my gente, my people, my community. And so that's El Centro's kind of history a little bit, but we still function from that model of by students and for students. Everything that we do here at El Centro is centered around students' transitions and helping them be um, transitioned successfully from high school to college, undergrad to grad, graduation to beyond, and really to assist them so that we retain them 
Um, we help them get to that next step and ultimately graduate. And so everything that we do is in that, and that's our mission. Thank you so much, Rosa. I think it's so interesting that you you thought about the name so intentionally to make sure that it, it included everyone, that it was inclusive. And I want to share a story with you. When my family and I moved to New Mexico, one of the first resources that were given to us when we were 15, I was 15 and my sister was um, 17, was to come to El Centro and ask how we could start preparing to enroll. We were 15, we were not even attending the university, but people knew that El Centro was a resource for us coming as political athletes. No, absolutely. And I think for many students, um, we we work with students as young as even kindergarten. Um, well, that's not our focus, right? Our, fo our primary focus is those college students, those enrolled at UNM. We're willing to help students. If we have students who, for example, are at CNM and they want to transition, we want to help them. If they are 15 and 17, like you and your sister, how do we help give you the tools and the information? So again, when you did graduate from high school that you could take that next step, whatever that was for you. And so um, we're really here to assist our community and we want to support our community in any which way we can around the issues of education. Absolutely, thank you for sharing that. Rosa, what are some of the resources available to students here at El Centro? Well, first of all, it's a home away from home. So the space itself is one of the resources, right? You can come in, get a hot cup of coffee, every day, like we always have coffee or a, a tea, um, you will always get a friendly face here. The idea is to make sure that we're always welcoming, that folks feel like maybe they went around campus and they saw 10,000 plus people, but they came into El Centro and somebody noticed them. And so we wanna make sure that's one of our, um, I think, critical pieces of being El Centro. Um, but then we have various academic programs like our El Puente Undergraduate Research Fellowship, we have for freshmen and sophomores our Transformar program. And at the end of the year, if they can travel, we would travel to uh, Mexico with them. Uh, we have graduate programs. So for example, our Suma Academia, Achieving Excellence in Graduate School, uh, really works with graduate students to unlock the, the secret code of graduate school, right? Uh, many of our students are first generation and from low income backgrounds. Um, and so, Access to information is key, and that's our major resource. But we also offer, for example, um, scholarships. We connect students to scholarships, and then we have one-on-one -on -one support. So any, any student can come in and meet with our staff one-on-one -on -one and figure out what their next steps are, right? Um, sometimes that means I'm a 15-year-old trying to figure out what I do next and what I need to finish in high school so that I can move on. Sometimes it's a graduate student who's like, trying to figure out what their research topic should be. And so we have staff here to help them um, really just get to the next step. So whatever our students' goals are, our goals are to support them in that process. Thank you. One of the uh, populations or communities uh, that need most support is um, our undocumented folks. Is there anything that you'd like to add in terms of resources, thinking about our undocumented uh, brothers and sisters? Yeah, absolutely. So um, El Centro has an Undocu Resources tab on our website. So it's elcentro.unm.edu. And so we have resources there for students, um, undocumented students. We were also part of a group that started an undocumented.unm.edu website that the university manages that helps connect students and recognize that UNM is a place for undocumented students. And so while we don't collect specific data for obvious reasons, we do know that we have quite a bit of number of students that are undocumented. And so even our programming here at El Centro is very much geared towards undocumented students, all students, but also we keep in mind undocumented students. For example, our Puente um, program, one of the things that we look at is, is a student undocumented? It's one of the few, and when it provides a scholarship, and so all of our scholarships here at El Centro, except for our federal grants, we try really hard to make accessible to all students, and that means putting a special lens on undocumented students to make sure, like, are there any barriers on this scholarship for the student, right, who's undocumented? How do we do that? Also, just regular advocacy in terms of dropping certain words, like the term illegal, thinking about things like 
what does it mean to be an undocumented student? What kinds of stressors do they have that other students might not have, right? So for example, when we have students who come from mixed status families, you know, we have students that fear, live in fear that either themselves or some of their family members won't be home when they get home for, for various reasons, right? But specifically if for some reason they were to be deported. And so there are things like that in just working with our campus to be advocates, to, to take down some of those barriers for undocumented students. There's things that we do on campus that sometimes are, it's just a process, we've always done it. Does it make sense? Does it serve our students? And so we have to ask those questions. And I should say, El Centro often asks those questions. Thank you so much for offering those resources to everyone and, and having that so present for students who are from like mixed status backgrounds. It's really important and not every place has the understanding or offers the tools for, for people who need them. Rosa, the National Hispanic Heritage Month starts on September 15. Tell us a little bit about the importance of celebrating our heritage and what this month means to you. Yeah. Well, I think one of the cornerstones of El Centro is really providing a space where students can be their whole self. And part of that is understanding your background, your history, your heritage, and being proud of it. I think oftentimes students feel like they have to be one person at school and a different person with their family. And what we're saying is, no, you have so many skills that you bring from your family, from your cultura, from your heritage, right, that you can use those at this level to be even more successful, to reach your goals, to figure out what do you want to study, all of these things. And so we want students to be their whole selves. And so I begin with that. And I think that, you know, the point with Hispanic Heritage Month is to spotlight um, and to think about how have Hispanics across the nation been involved in this country and what are all of the amazing impacts. And oftentimes we don't take time out of our day to think of the history and, and the greatness that we're a part of, right, in terms of our Hispanic heritage. And so this gives us a chance to spotlight and celebrate and kind of put a special um, spotlight on who we are and what we contribute every day. And so for me, I, t I joke with our students and say, well, every day is Hispanic Heritage Month at El Centro, right? Because it is. It's a celebration of who we are all the time. But this gives us a special time to bring folks together, to find deeper meaning, and just think about things in a, in a spotlighted way, if you will. Thank you so much for sharing that. What is your message to other Hispanic students here at the university? I think my my advice or my what was the specific my my specific message is that you're not alone. I think oftentimes our students don't remember that there's others around that are willing to help. So El Centro de la Raza is here at UNM is here to help serve you. And I want to make sure that students know that we're available. We may not always have the answers because sometimes we don't and oftentimes we don't, but we will continue to find that answer with you, right? So oftentimes that means calling in all of our partners, talking to different folks at the university, trying to figure out how do we get the student the information that they need and make sure that they get to that next step. And so ultimately I want students to know that they have a choice. Right. So if they're a high school student graduating, that they have a choice whether they go to college or not. It's up to them. But money and lack of information shouldn't be a reason. Right. We want to get them that information for our current college students here at UNM, that they're not alone and they always have a place to reach out to and people to come see. That is a beautiful message and so comforting to hear as a, sp a Hispanic student myself. Where can people find more information about El Centro? So a couple of places. One is just stop by. You're always welcome. That We want folks to come here to our space. We're at 1148 Mesa Vista Hall here on campus. We also have a website, elcentro.unm.edu, um, that's worked on all the time by our students and staff. So please keep that in mind. And then social media. All of our different events are on social media through Facebook, Instagram, TikTok now. So all of these things. And so you can connect with us in every which way, as well as just email one of our um, staff or directly elcentro at unm.edu. Thank you so much. Rosa, is there anything else you would like to add before we wrap up this conversation today? 
I'm just really excited to be able to talk a little bit about Encentro and the services that we do. And again, just invite folks to come see us, participate in one of our activities or check out our programs um, and let us know how you want to get involved. Muchísimas gracias, Rosa, por, por toda la información que nos diste el día de hoy, por todo el trabajo que haces, que yo sé que no ha sido fácil a través de los años mantener el centro vivo y, y funcionando y sirviendo. UNM tiene muchos estudiantes hispanos. Es una, un grupo de personas muy grande que ustedes eh, ayudan y es algo muy admirable. Muchas gracias. Es una emoción y me da mucha felicidad de estar aquí con ustedes y poder ver a los alumnos que van creciendo del día que entran a cuando se gradúan. Es algo increíble para poder estar presente para ver. Muchísimas gracias. For Generation Justice, I'm Barbara Ramirez. Thank you, Rosa, for joining us and sharing about El Centro de la Raza. It's amazing to hear just how much El Centro does for UNM students and staff, especially as a Hispanic student on UNM campus. I'm comforted to know that the center is available to support me and my peers and help us move in the right direction within our education. Coming up next is our interviewer with Erin Haney and Stephanie Sanchez with the UNM Center for Teaching and Learning. But before that, we have Selena's Como La Flor. Enjoy. Center for Teaching and Learning has extensive resources for all students, from tutoring to workshops to grants and much more. The Executive Director at the Center for Teaching and Learning, Erin Haney, and the Student Learning Assistance Director, Stephanie Sanchez, speak with GJ's Elijah Cage regarding resources and advice for students. This is Elijah Cage with Generation Justice, and I'm speaking with Dr. Erin Haney and Dr. Stephanie Sanchez from the Center for Teaching and Learning at UNM. Dr. Aaron Haney is the Executive Director of the Center for Teaching and Learning and Associate Professor of English. She received her PhD in English from the University of Florida. Dr. Stephanie Sanchez is Director of Student Learning Assistance and Graduate Support at the Center for Teaching and Learning and adjunct faculty in the Department of Chicana and Chicano Studies. Stephanie is a first-gen college student from the South Valley of Albuquerque. Welcome to Generation Justice. Now, would you please tell us more about yourself? And we can start with uh, you, Dr. Haney. Okay, um, thanks for having us. We're very excited to talk about the Center for Teaching and Learning. Um, I am, I have been a professor. I am a professor. I have been a professor for over 20 years. I'm gonna stop at that. It might be more than 20 years. We'll just say 20. Um, and I've been at many different institutions in, in Florida, Montana, Wisconsin, and in the last 10 years, I've been at the University of New Mexico. Uh, the University of New Mexico is my favorite place. Um, I feel really proud of the mission that we have here to be the University for New Mexicans. Um, even though I am a full-time administrator, so I am the person, the executive director. So I'm in charge of the four combined programs that used to be separate. So online learning, face-to-face -face teaching support, uh, undergraduate student tutoring and learning and graduate uh, support. Um, I also like to actually teach. So when I can um, for fun and for free, um, I teach courses in literature and I teach graduate students how to teach. I recently co-authored a book called Teaching Matters, a guide to graduates for graduate students. I co-authored that with Stephanie Spong, who is another one of our staff members. And the reason we did that is we really wanted to have a book that was more intellectually engaging for grad students about why teaching matters and, um, and as well as specifically what they can do to design their courses to be more inclusive. We interviewed a lot of graduate students, many of them from UNM or at UNM, 
um, and it was really lovely to highlight graduate student voices in the and to talk about the different ways that they their different positionalities and their different backgrounds and how that influences how they are in the classroom and how they come to education. Dr. Sand says. Yes, so thanks again uh, for having us. Um, so I, you know, one of the things that I sent over in my bio is that I'm, I'm a first gen student from the South Valley of Albuquerque. And it's always something that I like to mention because uh, we do have such an emphasis um, at our center and me personally, I have, I, you know, I strive to make sure that folks from all backgrounds feel comfortable um, and that they see those backgrounds as assets to their learning. For a long time, I've heard, you know, a lot of negative things about the South Valley, about folks from the South Valley. And so, um, uh, it's been a big part of who I am and the way that I work with students at UNM. Um, I um, earned all of my degrees at UNM. Um, my master's and my PhD are in cultural anthropology, and I focused quite a bit on um, cultural transmission, retention, and change. And I specifically looked at intergenerational differences. Um, within families around religious rituals and foodways. Um, and my experiences in college and as a grad student profoundly impacted me as an individual. And my work at the Center for Teaching and Learning really allows me to draw from my experiences and from my background to support other folks on campus. Um, I love seeing first-gen students uh, coming into our center. I love teaching first-gen students. I love when students show up with their whole selves um, in, our, in our center and in classes. And I, more than anything, I, I think we're dedicated to this idea of educational equity and ensuring that um, students find their own path on campus and find their own path to success. And we know that learning is not a one size fits all endeavor. And it's also a very social process. So how do we support those um, through all of our different programming and the activities that we that we host for students? Um, so in addition to, to working at the Center for Teaching and Learning and supporting undergrad and grad students at UNM. I'm also an online instructor in Chicana and Chicano studies. And that allows me to one, use my, um, my educational background um, to, to work with students. I love teaching um, those students. I love hearing what brings them to online learning, what brings them to Chicana and Chicano studies. And um, I, I, I think it's a, a real, um, wonderful opportunity for me to stay connected to students um, as an instructor in addition to working with them as a, a student support um, someone within student support so it's it allows me to kind of stay um, stay on track with what students are going through when they are in a classroom or in an online classroom um, to better understand student perspective to understand student needs and of course, bringing those things back to the center so that we can you know, better refine our programming and our tutoring interactions um, and really understanding who our students are as individuals, not just as you know, the, the numbers that we see in terms of enrollment and, and things like that. Thank you so much. I think it's great that you're a first-gen student because I, I'm also a first-gen student. I'm the first of my family to attend college and graduate high school. That's and awesome. I can honestly, I could admit right now that it's it's a struggle figuring out your way around campus, a way to do your work, time management, all those things. Mm -hmm. it, it hits you and it's hard. And being a first-gen student, you don't know where to go because you have no support or direction or no guidance so it's important that we have these resources and that people share these resources 
with each other because we are UNM, you know, the University of New Mexico, we are a community. And it's important that we help each other and, you know, succeed with each other. That's that's the goal and mm-hmm. that's the mission. And I just want to thank you for, but like you both for the things that you do and the why you do it. You know, Dr. Haney, you said that you like to teach. Um, there's teachers that don't like to teach. They just, they just do it because <laughs> that's all there is to do. And, you know, even in high school, it's hard to find a teacher that can help you um, that actually wants to help you. And, you know, it's important. And I just want to thank both of you guys. Um, what is the mission, if you don't mind me asking, for the Center of Teaching and Learning at UNM? Stephanie, do you going to read it from the website or should we put it into our own words? So we actually spent a lot of time developing from the ground up with our staff, our values, and we see them as really important. And we don't just put them on a poster with a flying bird, you know, in the office. Um, We come back to them when we have to make difficult decisions. And, And it's hard. It's one thing to say we really believe in equity and compassion, but it's a lot harder to try to enact it when we have difficult things that happen. Um, Stephanie, do you wanna read what we actually say for our uh, mission? Sure, absolutely. Um, So this is directly from our website and it says the Center for Teaching and Learning at UNM collaborates with students, instructors and staff to foster the continued growth of an inclusive community of learners by creating spaces and opportunities for reflection and dialogue around evidence-based and learner-centered approaches to teaching and learning. By embracing a growth mindset, we aim to listen with compassion and meet students and instructors where they are. As a comprehensive team, we strive to create and evolve services that meet the educational needs of all Lobos. The Center for Teaching and Learning partners with faculty, staff, and students to create equitable learning environments that are inclusive, collaborative, and innovative. And we do this by fostering student success, promoting service, building cooperation, nurturing growth, creating a sense of belonging, cultivating compassion, and supporting resilience. And if I can kind of add to that, like sort of put it in our own words is, the growth mindset is really important as research shows. Like we really believe that every student at UNM can succeed. That doesn't mean that every student at UNM will succeed. And some of that are are choices, individual choices, and some of that are constraints that we can't, you know, we can't fix. Um, But we do, we think it's really important to see the strengths of every student. One of the things that's really powerful to tell faculty, to tell instructors is that Um, if you have um, two students who are both in your class and they're, let's say, right, freshmen and they're getting used to college and you, and they both get like a bad quiz grade or a lower grade on their paper, right? They both have a, they stumble in some way, right? If you're a first gen college student, you may be more at risk to interpreting that as, oh, I guess I'm not really college material. Whereas if you have brothers and sisters and parents who finished college, you might be getting the advice, right? Oh, everybody struggles. This might just be a little harder. You need to maybe work a little harder or work a little differently. And so what I try to tell instructors is we don't want our students to think that if they struggle, that means they shouldn't be here. And that's why I think the Center for Teaching and Learning is so important. And that is the attitude that we hope that all of our student employees also meet the students with, which is you belong here, you're great. You're just having trouble with this one little thing and you will be able to get past that. Um, And when I talk at, um, sometimes they ask us to talk at new student orientation to the parents. I say, if there's one thing that I want you to tell your students, your kids who are here at UNM, it's, or message I want you to give them is everybody stumbles. Everybody stumbles. It could be you stumble socially. You don't have any friends and you don't know who to eat with. Could be, you know, that you're, you're, you're stumbling this way academically or managing your time or paying for college or whatever. 
And what you need, we want students to know is it's not about stumbling, it's about like getting back up and about seeking the resources and getting the help uh, that's there, that's free. Okay, Dr. Haney, you spoke about seeking resources. Can you please share about the resources that you offer to students and what areas do you offer tutoring in? Okay, well, actually, I'm going to let Stephanie, uh, who is the expert on this, I'll let her go through all of our programs. I'll just start by saying we also offer for graduate students uh, teaching help. So we offer all kinds of support for grad students who might be new teachers, as well as instructors, all the way up, whether you're part-time, uh, distinguished faculty, tenured or not. And now Stephanie's gonna talk about what we offer to students. Yes, so we offer support for undergrad and grad students. At the undergrad level, we offer tutoring in over 800 different courses on campus. Uh, we try and stack our services in um, historically difficult courses and high enrollment courses so that within the first two years of being on campus, um, students can, can find the support that they need in the classes that they're probably taking. Um, so tutoring um, takes place um, in person, online, and we offer tutoring in writing, most languages that UNM offers um, and in all STEM courses. So um, we definitely see some courses are really well utilized, as you can imagine, math, chemistry tend to be some of the, the courses that we see the most students coming in for. Um, but like I said, writing and languages, writing extends across so many different courses on campus and we support students. We like to tell our undergrads, we support any kind of writing project you encounter at the undergrad level. It can be um, a discussion post in an online class. It can be writing an email to a professor, a cover letter, a scholarship letter of statement, or it can be a term paper. So any kind of writing assignment. Um, our languages offers one-on-one -on -one tutoring, but we also have conversation groups, which allows um, language learners to, to meet in an informal setting and practice the language that they are learning with someone who is either a native speaker or fluent in that language. So that's a great opportunity outside of the class. We also offer a couple of embedded supports. And what I mean by that is they are embedded within the class itself. And so students don't have to come into our center to, to seek out the support. It's there and it's built into the curriculum. And so the embedded supports are supplemental instruction and online learning assistance. And both of those operate similarly in that they provide content support, so that subject expertise um, outside of the class. Um, and our online learning assistants, in addition to content support, they also help students with the online environment. And we know from everything that we've gone through in the pandemic that online learning um, can be difficult for students uh, in making connections with peers, making connections to faculty. And so the online learning assistant is there to also help build that sense of community in an online space. Um, in addition to the, the direct tutoring that we offer, I've already mentioned learning strategies, which is all about study skills and metacognition. The cool thing about learning strategies is it's not connected to any one course. The design of it is really to support, support students with skills um, that will help them in all sorts of different courses. And quite honestly, in life outside of UNM, life beyond their degree here at UNM. Um, and then at the grad level, we offer a lot of similar um, kind of resources, but they are not connected to specific courses. At the grad level, often grad students already have a certain degree of uh, expertise within a field, but they struggle with the skills that are necessary in a class or in a discipline. So they might struggle with 
making sense of their statistics and their data, um, developing a research design, um, uh, making sure that they're, you know, a chapter in their thesis or dissertation is well organized or that it um, makes a cohesive argument, something like that. So at the grad level, we offer writing and stats cons uh, consultations. We offer uh, dissertation and thesis coaching. We even offer career coaching for um, grad students who are preparing for the job market or thinking about um, uh, professions that are outside academia. Um, and that is really geared towards uh, PhD students who are perhaps deciding they don't want to become a faculty member. So what else can I do with this, you know, this nice PhD that I'm now going to have? And, and we work with them to figure that out. Um, so a lot of different resources for both undergrads and grads. Uh, again, focus on transferable skills, um, helping students figure out what works best for them an individualized yet social also um, sort of process of development and learning. Thank you so much, Dr. Sanchez. Um, what is the message that you both would like to share with students of UNM at this point of the semester? Since, uh, I can't believe we're already coming to week five. Um, and so, you know, a big message that I would I would share with students is there are a ton of resources on campus. Find the resources that work for you. Surround yourself with other students who are um, you know, moving towards similar goals. Um, but also, because we are hitting week five, don't wait until you are stressed to the max. Don't wait until you are you know, on the struggle bus of UNM. Like, reach out and get the help that you need. Um, even if it is to organize the second half of the semester, to organize all of the syllabi you have to make sure you know deadlines and upcoming projects. Um, don't wait until that last moment when you feel that it is completely insurmountable. Um, set up a study timeline that makes sense for you. And we can even help you do that, figuring out when is a good time for you to study, what works for your schedule. Um, and of course, you know, come in and visit us. We, one thing we like to say is come early, come often, um, and, and just get into that habit. Like you said, I think you're talking about a mindset, right, of of um, knowing I need help in this area, let me get help. I'm really good at this. I'm gonna keep doing that because it feels good to do things that we're good at. So um, start developing those healthy habits that help you uh, learn in the way that you learn best. And, and if you don't quite know what those are, reach out to us and we can help you figure out what those ways are for you. I wanna make a plug for getting a job at the center. <laughs> <laughs> teaching and learning. We have, I don't know, 80 to 100 uh, student employees. We are one of the highest, the biggest employers of students at UNM, one of them. And I think it's a great on-campus job. Um, you get rigorous pre-semester training. You get in, um, weekly training. Um, so you're really supported. It helps you develop as a professional. We even give workshops on how you can make this experience really pop and fit into your resume when you're getting ready to graduate. And we just did um, a really great survey of all of our student employees and found that just as we suspected, being a tutor or working at the Center for Teaching and Learning helps student employees really understand their subject. So one way to learn something, right, is to actually teach it to someone who learns differently than you do. So, and they also feel, um, what were some of the other results? I'm thinking they feel a greater sense of belonging on campus. Um, so there's a lot of uh, benefits to uh, working at the Center for Teaching and Learning. Did you want to highlight anything else from the survey? Well, I was just thinking, you know, we survey our student staff and we also survey our student users and something that we found amongst our student users is that they have an increased sense of confidence um, after they come into our center and seek out help. And I think that 
is such a huge um, impact for students on campus. When you feel a bit more confident in organic chemistry, when you feel a bit more confident in, um, in calculus or physics, it is a huge boost to yourself mentally and you feel like you can meet those challenges. It, it really supports that growth mindset because you know with confidence, you realize, oh, maybe I didn't quite get the grade that I wanted, but I will get the grade that I want next time. Um, I know that I can make adjustments to help myself do better in the future. And so I think supporting students with their, with their confidence and with their sense of belonging are, I think, some of the biggest impacts that we have for, for UNM, uh, for UNM campus. Thank you so much for bringing up confidence. Um, that has a lot to do with success in the classroom. A lot of times students are scared to help, uh, scared to ask for help because of their thoughts on, oh, people are gonna think I'm dumb or, oh, this is gonna make me like look like a loser. I don't know, I don't belong, which is not true. Everybody, it, everybody doesn't know everything. If we did, we'd all be perfect. And I think it's important that you highlighted that. Um, so thank you. And I think I hope people highlight that message and keep that in mind that it's always okay for, to ask for help. It's never, there's never nothing wrong with you if you ask for help because most of the time, the question you have is gonna help somebody else in the classroom. And everybody can't learn from each other if everybody is, too scared or too shy to ask for help. So thank you. You know, we talked about resources and tutoring, but we never talked about where to go. So where can UNM students sign up for Center of Teaching and Learning Support and where are you located? So we are located on the third floor of Zimmerman Library. Um, and it, you know, we like to think of it now as sort of being like a one-stop shop. Uh, if you come to the third floor, you are immediately greeted by our front desk staff who are also students. And there you will find all of our different resources and programs available to you. Um, what is really neat about our center is almost everything we offer is by drop-in, which means you don't need an appointment you don't need to sign up anywhere. You just drop in when you have time to find the help that you need. And uh, the other cool thing uh, that we that I think is is great about our services is unless it's designed to be fully online, and we have a couple of those, everything we have is in person and online. So um, if you can't make it to campus, if you don't want to deal with parking, if you have family or work obligations, you can also find all of the different support online at our website, ctl.um.edu. Click on undergrad students and you can find everything that's available to you uh, through our online learning center. Um, and also the other cool thing about our services is we offer them at hours when students need them. So if you are sitting down in the evenings to do work, or if you're sitting down on the weekends, we have services available to you. Thank you so much. I think that's amazing that students can go and get help on Sundays. I've never heard of that. The only help I know you can get on Sundays is from the Lord. Um, so that's <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> I've actually like that. That was stunning. I've never heard of that <laughs> at all. So that's that's amazing. Um, we are coming to an end now. Um, is there anything else you both would like to add or share with our students, undergrads, anybody? I guess I'll say that. Um... For all students at UNM, there's so many folks here, and not just in the Center for Teaching and Learning, but across campus who really are invested in your success and believe in you. There are a lot of resources, um, and there's a lot of faculty who are excited to teach and who are excited to, you know, improve their teaching and who feel really, really dedicated. 
you know, what I would say is I'd want students to think of our services and, you know, don't just think of it as services. There are a lot of amazing people behind all of our services. Our student staff are just tremendous resources on campus. And so think of us as being a part of your social network, a part of the, the, the community network on campus to support you in, in all of these different ways. Well, thank you both for being here today. Um, it was a pleasure. Dr. Aaron Haney and Dr. Stephanie Sanchez, thank you for uh, coming in, spending time with us, uh, giving us a chance to interview you, and for sharing resources that I'm pretty sure not everybody knows, definitely doesn't, um, sharing about who you are and your messages uh, for other students. I think they're powerful, especially because every student is going to need help, whether it's now, next semester, as they continue to go on with school. I think it's important that they know about these resources and that they know where to go. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Haney and Dr. Sanchez for telling us more about the Center for Teaching and Learning. As a UNM student, I'm extremely grateful for centers like yours that I know I can reach out to if I ever find myself struggling through my education. I often struggle to ask for help until the end of the school year, but now I realize how beneficial it is to ask for help now and in the beginning. We have important COVID updates and community events to share with you all, starting with our vaccine equity segment. Take it away, Lily. Hello, and welcome back to another vaccine equity segment in New Mexico. On Monday, September 11th, the FDA approved a reformulated COVID-19 vaccine by Pfizer and Moderna, specifically to target variant XBB.1.5. The CDC is encouraging everyone six months and older to get the updated 2023-2024 formula as soon as it becomes available to you. The average COVID-19 hospitalization rate rose nationwide about 15.6% between July and the end of August, according to the latest available CDC data. And in New Mexico, hospitalizations have risen by 6% in the last 14 days, according to the New York Times. Vaccines reduce the risk of getting hospitalized due to COVID-19. It is essential to keep up to date with all immunizations to stay safe. For more information about the availability of the new COVID-19 vaccine and to schedule an appointment, please visit vaccinenm.org. Again, that's vaccinenm.org. Don't forget to wash your hands frequently, wear a KN95 mask, and practice social distancing to prevent the spread of COVID-19. Tune in next week for more vaccine equity and COVID updates. Now, here's our community calendar segment. Back to our host, Ariana Cordova. This week, we uplift events that celebrate and engage in Hispanic heritage, starting with the Blesmut Ultima screening and talk with UNM Professor of American Studies, Dr. Gabriel Melendez. This film showcases Rodolfo Anaya's beloved story involving rural New Mexico in 1940 and the gift of curandera. The pre-film talk begins at 6.30 p.m. on Saturday, September 30th. All are welcome to join at the National Hispanic Cultural Center at 1701 4th Street Southwest. For more information, contact 505-246-2261. Would you like to see Hispanic scientists being honored for their contributions? If so, the National Museum of Nuclear Science and History has an exhibit for just that. This exhibit is open each day from 9 to 5 until October 15th. Celebrate and experience the scientific inspiration and celebration at 601 Eubank Street, Southeast. Contact Brobin, B-R-O-B-I-N, at nuclearmuseum.org or call 505-245-2137 for more information. The last of the beloved La Familia Bros Market is taking place this Friday, September 29th. Join this community get-together for food, song, and fun at Dolores Huerta Gateway Park at 100 Isleta Boulevard Southwest from 4.30 to 7.30 p.m. For more information, contact South Valley Main Street at 505-604-8349. Last on our list is APS Candidate Community Forum, being hosted by the NM Asian Family Center and Families United for Education. With an interactive youth art show by NM True Voices, this event will be on September 30th 
at the Orpheum Community Hub at 500 2nd Street Southwest from 2 to 5 p.m. For more information, you can email zazibo at zee at nmafc.org. And that's all for this week's community calendar. As you venture out into our community, please remember to keep safe practices like wearing a KN95 mask and keeping up with appropriate testing and vaccinations. We hope you've enjoyed this hour of Hispanic Heritage Celebration. We'd like to thank our guests, Stephanie Sanchez and Erin Haney from the UNM Center for Learning and Teaching and Rosa Cervantes from UNM's El Centro de la Raza. Tonight's Hour of Radio was produced by Roberto Rael and Barbara Ramirez with production assistance from Lily Lucao. And thank you to our interviewers, Elijah Cage and Barbara Ramirez. We want to give a big shout out to all of our youth producers. We could not do what we do without you. Generation Justice would also like to thank KUNM for bringing the voices of young people to you, KUNM listeners. Our website is generationjustice.org, where you can check out all of our multimedia work and listen to our podcasts, which are also available on SoundCloud, Apple, and Google Podcasts. We're also active on social media. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and follow our playlists on Spotify. Generation Justice is funded by the W.K. Kellogg Foundation, with additional funding from the NEE Casey Foundation, Con Alma Health Foundation, the New Mexico Department of Health Infectious Disease Bureau through the Better Together program, and Office of School and Adolescent Health, as well as the City of Albuquerque, Race Forward, Media Justice, and of course, all of you who have contributed to our project by visiting our website and clicking Donate. Our opening song is Youth of the Nation by P.O.D. I'm Ariana Cordova. Coming up on KUNM is Spoken Word, so stay tuned and join us next Sunday at 7 o'clock. Good night.